0: Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we help you try to help some other people. I'm Kate. I'm here with Leslie. How's it going?
1: Hey, Kate. Going great. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Um, Those are both lies. It's oh, hot in here. <laughs> it is. We are melting, um, but luckily we've got. We do have a fan, and we do have. We
1: have lots of fans, right? Cue applause. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you woke up on the pun side of the bed. I you
1: always wake you, up.
0: You, you <laughs> I've been hanging with you for like an hour so far today, and you've been awfully punny.
1: Okay, you're welcome, everyone.
0: All right, we're in for a treat. Fans. Um, Leslie, you mentioned already the theme today, but I don't know if anyone caught it. We're going to talk about lies. I think that uh, sometimes people who mean well and are trying to help in a situation may tell a little lie. Sometimes they call them white lies. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do this often to try to get out of some kind of sticky situation or to lighten the mood. And sometimes... It backfires. Um, We've all been there.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of a personality foible of mine. Um, I really don't like um, making people like. I want to make people feel good all the time, and sometimes for that that initially comes to me like, oh, it would just be nicer if I, you know, (laughs) didn't Mm -hmm. tell the exact truth to them. Yeah. Um, which sounds really terrible and like, I'm a big liar. You know, I just wanna make you feel good. Comforting. Sense. Yeah, you exactly. Want, you know, I
0: think um, you said you, f- you feel like a big liar. I almost feel like we need a new name for that moment because I just think it's a different category than lying in the very negative sense that we think about it. That's the attempt to comfort often, mm-hmm. um, to tell somebody something that just makes them feel good. And I don't really plan to come down hard on those moments. I mean, I think sometimes they backfire. Sometimes it kind of smooths things over and makes it go well. Um, I think that that may be one of those case-by-case things.
1: You know what it is? I think that um, my inclination is always to validate. Mm. Um, and so I found myself nodding along to things and agreeing to things and then and then saying, oh, oh hang on. <laughs> we got to take a couple steps back yeah. um, just to... You know because i don't agree with that actually mm-hmm. i have a totally ridiculous example this is
0: absurd it could almost be a seinfeld episode <laughs> i i guess i i'm trying to even remember the context i think i had like arrived at the philadelphia train station from wherever i was and i was going to meet up with a friend who was staying at a hotel so going from a train station to a hotel i called an uber And it makes perfect sense that the Uber driver assumed I'm from out of town Mm -hmm. if I'm at a train station going to a hotel. So the Uber driver said, where are you from? And I was just like tired and not in the mood to talk. And I didn't feel like explaining like, well, I actually live in Philadelphia, but my friend is in town and I just got in from this other. I, I just didn't I didn't feel like it. So I was like, let me just lie to just like shut the whole conversation down. And I thought, what's the easiest thing? I'll just say New York. So, which is a lie. I'm not from New York. But I just said New York thinking he would go, oh, okay. And that would be the end of it. And I'd get dropped off at this hotel. Why do I feel
1: like I know where this is going?
0: I was hoping I could just go back to like checking my email. And the next thing was like, well, what part of New York and how often do you come to Philadelphia and what's your favorite restaurant in New York and how long are you staying here? And can I make some recommendations for restaurants that you might like to enjoy oh, in what Philadelphia? What a dear heart. <sighs> so at a certain point, Leslie, there's no turning back. Yeah, no, right? You had to
1: keep going with it. Like
0: I was like already lying for 15 minutes and I couldn't suddenly be like, you know what, dude, I'm sorry. I made all that up. I, <laughs> I live here in Philadelphia once I started I had to keep going and now what was my attempt to like shut down a conversation turned into this big long thing and I had developed this whole like New York alter ego for myself <laughs> with
1: like an apartment and Did a you career. Start talking with like a Bronx accent? <laughs>
0: that would have been funny. But like my New York character had She's like. She's
1: still Katie from the Bronx everybody.
0: <laughs> I had like a whole group of friends and we had like local places we hung out. And it ended up being so much more exhausting than just she saying... She worked in a, in a um,
1: <laughs> cafe right next to Central Park called
0: yes. Central Perk. Yes, and we drink cappuccinos and talk about our lives. She had an obscenely
1: large apartment <laughs> on her waitress' salary.
0: It turned into this whole improv act, which was like a thousand times more exhausting oh, yeah. than just telling the truth, which was that I live here. Um, You couldn't have just, like, faked a phone call, man? Oh, this is not helpful now. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it was one of those moments where I was like, I should have just told him I live here, and then he wouldn't have had recommendations and all of this, and I wouldn't have had to make up a character and... Anyway, it was well-meaning. I was just trying to answer and like I didn't want to just be like I don't want to talk to you. So I was like this will be polite and get me out of a conversation. No, I was wrong. <laughs> so that's a ridiculous example of a time where like what I thought was a small little lie just kind of backfired completely. Um, and I want to be clear, I think I said this earlier. I I'm generally a fan of those like little lies that might just help somebody feel comforted Mm -hmm. and okay and i I think most of the time they're harmless so this is not an episode that's like lying is always bad don't ever do it i honestly think some honestly (laughs) (laughs) i honestly think that sometimes you know it can actually get you out of a a tense situation or something that would be um, really hurtful to someone and probably not cause too much harm I've been thinking a lot though about how sometimes there may be these like implied or hidden messages in a lie that we didn't even think about because they were like yeah. deep down. I
1: could th- uh, say like I-, I can think of a couple times where someone has been like, you know, I just I feel terrible and I look terrible, and I'll be like, no, you look great, but like for real, for real, they didn't. Yeah. Um, and they looked like they were wearing their stress um Uh and and then i kind of felt like you know maybe i wasn't maybe by trying to validate you know or making them feel better i was actually invalidating their feeling or their their experience like oh no like hey you are getting over the flu but you look great like you know what no i look terrible and i feel terrible and can i please go home and drink some soup
0: right i wonder if something like you know it, it doesn't matter how you look. I, I can tell though that you've had a really rough week and you need some rest, right. something like that.
1: I've had people tell me like, "Oh, well, um, you look great," and I'm like, "No, but I feel terrible." And now I feel like I need to like play up this way I, that I feel mm-hmm. to, to be believed. Like you don't. Well, maybe what I feel is like you don't believe me when yeah. I tell you I don't feel well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. i I'm I'm pausing because I feel like that's happened to me recently. Where I said to somebody. Like I've had a horrible week and you know like everything's gone wrong and I'm not feeling well and the person goes well you look great and I really want to be like who, who cares fine <laughs> um, I guess that's the silver line I don't know like where right. are we going with
1: this great uh, it's almost like that was a, um, a key for them to exit the conversation yeah like, it made
0: them feel better yeah
1: like oh well you, you look great um, okay first of all do I even believe you you know a second of all yeah. like w- that's immaterial i wasn't asking how, how, I, how I look looked. doesn't have anything to do necessarily yeah. with what i'm experiencing right
0: but that person's going to walk away feeling like i really cheered her up you know right. <laughs> no you made me feel uncomfortable
1: and i think that's that's a major takeaway you know we all need to examine when we have conversations with people is you know are our responses about making us feel better and making us feel um like we did our job Um, and not actually Uh having to experience the, the not so great feelings. Um, are we doing it for us or are we really doing it for them? Is if, you know, Kate, if you tell me, you know, I'm going through something rough and I'm like, Oh, but you're, you know, you look great. Am I just saying, I don't want to hear about your feelings.
0: Yeah. I don't want to hear about your feelings or I don't want to feel like I was unhelpful. Mm -hmm. So. To make myself feel like I did a good thing, let me throw out something positive here.
1: Right. And maybe maybe this is just my perception, but it's, it, it feels like frequently it's I feel X, but you look y. Mm. Um, and then you know what that is kind of doing is, is going back on the you know, only your surface presentation is yeah. what what matters in this context. I think it would be okay to say, you know, you're going through an awful lot, but I have to tell you, Like you've, you know, you, you look like you're not letting this get to you or something. Like it's not um, showing or something like that. I I could do a great job, you know, keeping it tucked in, but do you want to let it out? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you want to show it? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'm
1: I'm here to sort of like, you know, be that if you want to do that, but if it's too much and you don't want to, like I get it.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to think a little bit more about, um, just the idea of, like when we think a lie might be helpful. Um, I, I recently spoke to someone who said she took ballet as a young child and when she put on the tights and the leotard, her mom said, don't worry, we'll get a skirt to cover up your thighs. Oh, geez. No one has to know why. That will be our secret. And this person said to me like, that was the first time she'd ever even considered there was something wrong with her thighs. And it feels like kindness. It feels like, oh, I'm so glad my mom's offering to lie for me. I wouldn't have even known to lie about no. this. Thank goodness she's she's lying for me. I didn't realize my thighs were unacceptable and atrocious and can't be seen. Oh, my
1: heart is breaking. I know, person. I know.
0: I mean, especially, you know, someone
1: she, who gave up ballet because she didn't look like the way she looked in a leotard in the mirror compared to all the other little girls. I feel that yeah.
0: story. Yeah. She was you know, five years old and she had five solid years of like positive body image before that all came crashing yeah. down with her mom's offer to cover it all up for yeah. her. And I, I hear about stuff like this all the time. Like Someone said to me, I really didn't know that I should be ashamed of my miscarriage until all my friends offered to lie about it for me. Let, she had no plans of lying about it, but people kept saying, I, I won't tell anyone. I'll tell them this happened. And she said, that's when I realized, I guess I'm supposed to be ashamed of this. Yeah. You hear
1: that kind of information. You, you want to say, I'm trustworthy. I won't yeah. tell anybody. I'll help you, you know, obscure it so you don't have to answer these questions. But at the same time, are you accidentally saying, well, yeah. shame on you. Hide you know? this. Yeah. Hide
0: this away. Tuck it right. deep.
1: Like shove it under
0: the rug. Um, I I had someone say to me, I didn't realize I should be embarrassed about losing my job until I overheard my wife lie to her friends about it. And I thought to myself, damn, is it that bad, really? Mm. And I I thought, here's somebody who may already be feeling a lot of uncertainty about the future. And he's overhearing his wife make up some lie about this. And she may believe she's helping, I'm sure she does. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll cover it up for him right. so I don't embarrass him. Um, and he's thinking, I didn't even realize that I should be embarrassed about this. And
1: then ultimately, you know, whether or not she knew she was doing this, she was making things easier on herself, yep. um, which may have taken precedent over taking care of him.
0: Yeah. So just the other day I was leading a workshop and um, a person stood up and said to the room, Um, I'll be right back I just need to go make a phone call and then she looked at me and she whispered I'm gonna go breastfeed and I was like okay I'm old enough to make up my own mind about breastfeeding so it's fine but had I been a little kid observing that I would have been learning in that moment that breastfeeding is bad or shameful and you whisper about that that's whisper worthy that's not people shouldn't know about that which is like a completely normal thing a normal way to feed your baby
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and this one I'm gonna read word-for-word word because it really struck me someone said to me or wrote to me as a child <clears throat> I'd hear my parents lie to each other about time they spent relaxing. Mom would claim she was folding laundry in the basement when I knew she was really reading a book down there. (laughs) Dad would claim he was fixing the car in the garage when I knew he was out there listening to music. And that's how I learned I don't have the right to alone time or self-care without lying about it. Wow, that's heavy. They taught me... That being kind to yourself is not
1: okay, but lying is. That is, I mean, I applaud that person for having that sort of like realization moment. Yeah. I mean, I feel that to the core because I, I, I very much feel like if I'm not being productive, mm-hmm. I my time is not well spent, even though time spent, you know, watching a TV show and cracking up is mm-hmm. absolutely some time well spent yeah um and yeah. like I feel like we're so over scheduled yeah uh, and you know and and you know that that's that's really deep for me um and and kind of terrible that that's the learn that that child had yeah and
0: listen if you just heard that story like in passing you might be like, oh, it's kind of funny. They lied about like reading books and listening to music, and they seem like totally harmless, little teeny tiny lies. Nobody's hurt. No big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not so scandalous. It's not, you know, like, you know, it's nothing big. Right. But the, like, secret underlying message is
1: this is stuff you can't be honest about. I mean, I find myself doing it Just yesterday, mm-hmm. I, my... Husband went to go do some work, and I felt the need to tell him what I worked on while he was not there. Yeah, um, he's not my boss. No, and my boss doesn't even make me do that. So, like, and he probably wasn't even listening to you no. when you went through that. No, it feels great. You, you packed five boxes. Good for you. Yeah. Do. Five doesn't seem like a big number, so yeah. I'm chill. I think somewhere along the way,
0: and I don't know who taught me this, but somewhere I've learned that if I'm going to RSVP no to something that I need to have like an epic excuse. Oh yeah. Because sometimes I'm saying no to like a birthday party or you know whatever it is and even though I have a perfectly good reason, I find myself like padding the reason mm-hmm. with like extra stuff. Like, well, I have this prior commitment and I will be up really late the night before and I'm also moving and I also kind of have a cold and I And I build this big thing. Some of it's not even really true. And I don't know where I learned that I can't just be like, I'm not coming. Yeah,
1: Right. I'm not going to be there. I still care about you and I appreciate the limitation, but I can't make it period the end.
0: I don't need to like pad it with a bunch of extra stuff. Do
1: the same thing though.
0: And, and I don't know what makes me think my presence is so important at the party that, like, everyone needs to know all of my reasons why I'm not there. Most people probably wouldn't notice that I didn't even show up. But I don't know. I feel like I can't just say I'm busy that day. I, I've, I put all this pressure on myself to come up with this elaborate thing. And probably most of it's true, but some of it might be a little exaggerated. I don't know why I feel – I don't know where I learned that. Um, Let's just think it's something we do. Yeah. So I guess I might suggest that, again, I'm not not coming down hard on like all lies are bad, but the next time you are tempted to lie and it feels like one of those, quote, good ones that is maybe going to be helpful to someone, and and even if no one would ever find out you lied, I think it's worth reflecting on why you feel the need to lie in the first place.
1: And, And maybe even like ask the person like, hey, what are you... What are you looking to gain in this conversation? So what if someone says, like, um, and maybe do that in a more svelte manner than I just did.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes I'll say something like, do you just want me to know about it, or are you open to feedback? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will be like, I really just wanted you to know.
1: And I'm like, okay, I know. She's I'm, I'm really good at setting parameters. About when I, Sometimes when I tell her something, she's like, hey, so mm, how are you feeling about this, telling me this? Like, what's you know, what are you looking for, and how can I help you yeah. with that? and it's sa- maybe it sounds a little bit um like the first time you're doing it it feels clumsy but actually it's really incredibly validating mm-hmm. when someone says you know what's the best way i can respond for you are yeah. you just looking for somebody to cheers and say hey listen life's the pits right um yeah. you know or are you looking for someone to say hey you know here are some other options of ways that this could have been handled or what mm. i might do going forward
0: yeah, or if someone you know drops some news on you, they they say I um, lost my job or I had a miscarriage, and you might think it's your job to lie on their behalf. You might ask them instead, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to bring this up. This is none of my business. But if if anyone asks or inquires about you or how you're doing, um, is it helpful for you if I share this for you, or is it helpful for you if I don't?" Um, And what would you like me to say? And I can imagine people being like, oh my gosh, if you could share it for me, that'd be great because it's one less person I have to tell. And I can also imagine someone being like, I don't want anyone to know about this because I am embarrassed about it or I am ashamed and I, I don't want my business out there. But asking a person, how do you want me to handle it? Rather than saying, don't worry, I'll lie for you is a really big difference. And when you're tempted to lie, I think it's worth asking yourself, why do I feel like I should lie about this? What have I been taught about this? Where did I get this idea, You know, for example, that I need an epic excuse to RSVP you know to something? Did I learn it somewhere along the way? And is that really the right message that I want to continue with? Um, and if you're checking yourself <clears throat> in that way and you're running that little test, I think that you might sometimes still decide to go with the lie. And sometimes you might say, wait, I, I really want to break this cycle. Uh, <clears throat> I find that I, I, I hear myself kind of lying about the same things that I have watched my parents and my friends also lie about, that we tend to just kind of continue this cycle of, I saw someone so lie about this, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep lying about it. Um, and you might be helping to break that cycle if you come out and say, you know what, there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of about right. this topic, um, you know, maybe I was breastfeeding over there and I'm not sorry about it, right. so I'm gonna tell people. Uh, and I think that if you can check yourself a little bit before you just automatically spill out the lie that you've heard other people tell, you might be really co- creating a little bit of a shift in the way we think about these things.
1: Yeah, I, um, recently someone told me that um, he got married to his longtime partner Um, and had previously told me that that partner was not necessarily out to his family Mm -hmm. Um, and when he told me that he was getting married he kind of called me and was like I need to tell you something one of the things I did was you know maybe after the fact because I don't know that I had enough um, you know wherewithal to ask him at the moment but I said you know what kind of, like, how, how do you want me to handle this? You know, because I understand, the I, I 100% support you and I'm so happy for you. And um, I am gonna tear up when I see those pictures, hello. Um, <laughs> You know, but at the same time, I know that this world is a terrible place. So tell me how you want me to, to you know, is that something that you want to share? Can I, do you want me to keep that mm-hmm. to myself? Whatever works best for you. Right. Do you want your me to life? wave a big banner that says, "Look yeah. what, what happened! Gay pride, everybody!" Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and. And um, you know, and I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make you comfortable. And if that changes in the future, yeah. you know, I'm also understanding and willing to change the way that I yeah. handle that because I know that it's a sensitive thing, and I want to be really um, aware of how it how it impacts mm-hmm. you. You know.
0: Yeah. Do you do you want me to hide this for you? Do you want me to sweep this under the rug? That sounds really different when you say, you know, I I'm really happy for you. I'm your biggest fan. Uh, I could also think of some reasons why you might want to handle this sensitively. Can you give me some direction yes. so that I do this the way you want me to? Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. And even
1: just saying that might uh, open open a thought process for that person of mm-hmm. how, how do I want people to yeah. to handle this and, um, and talk to their you know, people that they know that we mutual contacts or whatever you know, how, how do I want this to happen? And then you're sort of saying, Hey, you've got control over this messaging. Yeah. You know, I'll be your, you know, your marketing and communications director, Mm -hmm. but first I need, I need you to define your scope. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking about that, about you, you control the messaging. I mean, even as the one who's trying to be helpful, you're playing a part in the messaging. Um, and so to to collaborate with the person you're trying to help rather than create the message for them is really helpful or would probably be better um, I'd love for people to send us their thoughts about this um, you know as always you can email us at questions at only to you can tweet us at I was O T T H um, tell us your stories reactions to our stories Um, And if you're going to miss next week's episode, please send us an excuse that's elaborate and detailed (laughs) and totally made up because otherwise, what are you doing? Why would you miss an episode? Right. is that
1: creativity.
0: (laughs) Right. I need it to be epic. An epic excuse.